Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. It is 5 o'clock on a Friday. It is time for Happy Hour with Bobby DePaul, courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support them. And as we always do, Bobby, Bobby, of course, joins us courtesy of the uh, Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Uh, Please explain the song. The Ravens announced this week that the team will be wearing black uniforms. Head coach John Harbaugh is looking for the winning formula, and just maybe he finds it with these black uniforms. The Ravens are 18-2 at home in primetime, and they are 14-2 under John Harbaugh when wearing black. Sometimes you have to reach back and draw some strength from the past to move forward. So back in black, and let's talk some Ravens football. The clothes, they make the man, Bobby. I think that's what they say. Well, look, obviously it was bombs away last year when the Ravens and Bengals got together. Balls all over the place against the secondary. Has Cincinnati's offensive approach changed at all this year, though, Bobby? Last year, the Bengals scored 41 points in both games. It was so bad, it probably led to the Ravens moving on from defensive coordinator. But to answer this question, I will only use the Week 7 game played in Baltimore last year when the Ravens were pretty healthy, sitting at 5-1. and If you remember, in that game, it wasn't the bomb that killed the Ravens. It was the run-after-catch, blown Uh coverages, or missed tackles in the running game that created the big plays, and most of the yardage was accumulated in the second half. The issues for the Ravens started late second quarter when star cover man Barlin Humphrey began to break down in man coverage. It started with a missed tackle on tight end C.J. Azuma that led to a 55-yard catch-and-run down, you know, touchdown. Later in the second half, there was a few big catches, and runs by, you know, Jamar Chase. And then you add a few big runs by Joe Mixon due to missed tackles, and the route was on. 
when your highest paid player on defense doesn't play well for you, it really doesn't matter what you call a defense. And that's basically what happened last year. In the offseason, Bengals owner Mike Brown again opened his checkbook to help address some of the protection issues that led to a league-high 74 sacks last year. The Bengals have four new starters on the offensive line led by the signing of right tackle Lyle Collins from Dallas. He's also from LSU. I wonder, I wonder who talked him into coming there. And, though, and, you know, the impact of those signings didn't get off to a great start so far this year. The Bengals have allowed 16 sacks and ranked 28th in sack percentage in the NFL. Keep in mind, Joe Burrow sat out preseason due to an appendix yeah. issue, so getting everybody on the same page is taking a little longer than they thought. In addition, the Bengals opened the season against Pittsburgh's T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, Micah Parsons in Dallas, and then the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins. And the Ravens fans have heard me talk about those pass rushers already this year. The Bengals gave up 13 sacks in the first two games, but only three in the last two games. So they are improving. When Mm -hmm. I watch the tape, I still see the same protection issues and really the same attack as in 2021. I'm sure when the Bengals offensive linemen turned on the Ravens defensive tape, they probably, you know, had a breath of fresh air, you know, after, (laughs) you know, watching all the tape. Because there's no way the Ravens pass rush matches the previous four games they played. After scoring a total of 82 points last year, and watching a lackluster Ravens pass rush this year with very little blitzing, they are feeling pretty good right now, even with the improving, you know, improved Ravens secondary, guys. Bobby D., Jamar Chase isn't making as many splash plays as last year, but would that impact the way you defend him? I think when John Harbaugh made the decision to hire Mike McDonald, I think he had the Bengals in mind. Why do I say this? Because the teams having the most success against the Bengals this year are teams that play a lot of zone coverage and rely on their front four to rush the passer. With the exception of the Miami game, the Ravens, you know, have been doing a pretty good job handling assignments. You haven't really seen a lot of broken assignments. And they play a lot of zone coverage and try to, you know, they do that to try and eliminate the big plays. I think the Ravens will basically use the same zone coverage concepts they used against Buffalo's number one receiver, mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs. Why do anything else? It kind of worked a little bit you know, against him last week. Yeah. I see Mike McDonald rolling up with variations of cover two, deep zone coverage, or three deep cloud zone coverage, just like last week. I also think Mike McDonald will, again, use zone blitz concepts to mix it up and stay away from the main coverage unless – he gives inside help handling Jamar Chase. Chase dominated Marlon Humphrey and beat him inside last year and just ran away from the man coverage. That's kind of what happened. So if I'm Mike, I'm not thinking help over the top. I'm thinking help the corners inside focusing on Chase with man coverage, if I play it. If the Ravens secondary can't handle the other Bengals receivers themselves, then it will be a long day, guys. Mm. Yikes. Yeah, there's a lot of matchup issues. Well, it seems to us, Bobby, despite all the talk about the wide receivers, Joe Mixon might be more important to the Bengals than ever. His numbers aren't flashy, but his workload is heavy. Would you agree with us? You know, the, the numbers don't look great for the Bengals' ground game, ranking 30, you know, 31st overall in yards per carry. But again, they have four new starters on the offensive line, and they should continue to get better with more reps. 
I think the Bengals are struggling setting the edge, just like the Ravens' offense, because they don't have a true wide tight end blocker on the roster. The Bengals lost wide tight end Drew Sample early in the Dallas game, so that didn't help. In the last two games, they're you know they're even trying you know number seventy-seven offensive tackle Hakeem Adinajeng to help generate you know a better push off the line. When we've seen the Ravens put an offensive lineman at tight end at times this year, the reason for so many touches for running back Joe Mixon, especially in the passing game, is because they are throwing short check downs, screens, and swing passes to get him in space to make people miss. The short passing attack to him is their running game right now. Joe Mixon is third on the team with receptions, with you know 17, averaging 6.8 yards per catch. Make no mistake about it. Running back Joe Mixon is one of the top dual threat running backs in the National Football League, and you cannot go to sleep on him just based off some early season statistics. The other guy you can't go to sleep on is former Ravens tight end Hayden Hurst. Uh-oh. The Ravens, <laughs> be ready. If the Ravens plan on using, you know, roll-up cover two-zone coverages, then somebody, either a linebacker or a nickel corner, will have to run with any scene release down the middle of the field. That's why our man C.J. Azuma had success last year. They were playing cover two. Nobody ran with him. If you work for the Bengals and you watch it from last year, you're going to notice my man C.J. You know, Azuma because he had, you know, he, he, he caught three balls for 90, you know, 90 yards last year against the Ravens. So he's the guy you got to keep an eye on also. Bobby D., uh, we're assuming that Ronnie Stanley plays Sunday. What are your thoughts on the left tackle situation? Anything is an upgrade to last year's starting left tackle, Alejandro Villanueva. Okay? I agree. Last year in Week 7, the Ravens gave up five sacks and seven quarterback hits on Lamar Jackson. It wasn't all on the offensive line or Villanueva, but if Ronnie Stanley actually plays – this is a real big test for him right out of the gate. Right defensive end, number 91, Trey Hendrickson, is one of the top edge rushers in the NFL, so hopefully he's ready to go if they decide to put him out there. There is a big difference, guys, between practice speed and game speed. So I would stick uh, my man, number 42, Patrick Ricard, over there and test the water before totally allowing Stanley to go on his own if he plays. Saying that, it's great to have Plan B with Patrick McCarry yeah. coming back off the injury. The guy that I'm really worried about is right tackle Morgan Moses because Bengals left defensive end Sam Sam Hubbard. You know he's coming off a great start of the year, and you remember he had two and a half sacks and three quarterback hits last year in Week Seven. The guy yeah. is one physical pass rusher and anchor ability is part of the job description this week trying to handle him. The new wrinkle for the Bengals' defense is their base defense is no longer played from a 4-3 look. It is played with a 34 defensive look. So both defensive ends, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, will stand up two-point stances in their base defense, very similar to the Ravens. Looks like a 5-2. The Bengals will play nickel personnel roughly 65% of the time. The Bengals, you know, they took what they did is they took off Will linebacker number 59, Akeem Davis Gather, from their old 4 3 scheme, and they replaced him with a bigger body down inside at the defensive tackle. The Ravens' t- 
tight ends will now have to block either outside Henderson or Hub, you know, outside linebacker Henderson or, or Hubbard to set the edge. Running the ball just got harder for the Ravens against the fourth-ranked run defense overall in the National Football League. Yikes. Well, the injury report's not doing the Ravens too many favors, Bobby. We were complaining about the lack of weapons for Lamar. Now there's no Bateman. What more can this franchise ask of this quarterback now, Bobby? There is a reason Lamar Jackson is in the running for the league's MVP, because he is a dual threat. And if you try to stop the pass, he beats you with his legs. The Ravens' offense is designed and built around Lamar, and if he's successful, the Ravens' offense will be successful. You've heard me say that before. The number one thing the Ravens must do is continue to find ways to be successful throwing play action on first down. Last year, the Bengals' defense did a great job taking away the Ravens' deep ball attack, and that caused a lot of problems in protection because Lamar tried to wait for that deep ball, and he held on to it way too long. Lamar will need to take what the defense gives him, and if the Bengals hang back and take away the deep ball, Lamar will need to find his outlet receivers. When I went back and looked at last year's game, the Bengals didn't even cover the checkdowns or guys hanging out in the flats. Lamar's first instinct last year was to find a crease and run, and the Bengals did a great job collapsing the pocket. Lamar left a lot on the field last year by not hitting those outlet receivers. The one thing I've noticed this year with Lamar is he is hitting those checkdowns mm-hmm. and outlet guys. So that is a real big improvement for him this year. I mentioned on Monday the Ravens' lack of proven, consistent weapons other than tight end Mark Andrews and wide receiver Devin Duvernay. You know, that, that, that's, that's something that has to be you know, taken into consideration, the lack of weapons. Since Rashard Bateman can't go, then somebody else has to step up, whether that's the Marcus Robinson, Dylan Wallace, or James Pro, Pro, you know, Prochet. That will be determined some, you know, Sunday. I don't really care what happens outside, to be honest. What needs to happen is this offense needs to find a complement to Mark Andrews in the middle of the field. Everybody thought after preseason the Ravens found that guy with tight end Isaiah Likely, but we haven't seen it yet. This week is critical because otherwise the Bengals' safeties will sit on Mark Andrews. I would give Likely the first shot, and if he doesn't deliver early, I would immediately turn to Devin Duvernay and run a seam route to attract those safeties and see how they handle it. There has to be a sense of urgency to find that guy right now in this game to help free up Mark Andrews. In the running game, it's Lamar with the design zone read options and J.K. Dobbins outside. The good thing about the you know Dobbins is he can be the same dual threat Joe Mixon is by calling swing passes and you know screens to get him the ball in space. The NFL is a game of adjustments, and the team that adjusts the best usually wins the game, guys. It's that simple. Bobby DePaul, last thing for you. The Bengals' defense looks really good, although it is worth noting they haven't played a high-end quarterback yet. Are there some vulnerabilities? I think they knocked out Tua, uh, you know, last week, 10 yep. days ago, right? I yep. thought he was pretty good. Anyway, the Bengals return, you know, pretty much intact from last year, especially at linebacker and in the secondary. They are well-coached. And they do a great job with their scheme by putting players in position to be successful. You guys have heard me talk about the secondary techniques used when yep. handling any type of bunch or stack formations, and they do it smooth with no panic. There's no panic with these guys. 
it wouldn't surprise me if, if defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo is named the head coach after the season or at least be considered to be one. The Bengals are legit, but the biggest difference between this year and last year is the loss of both starting defensive tackles. One to free agent, you know, free agency, Larry Ogunjobi, and the, and the other guy, the IR, DJ Reader. The biggest yeah. loss was DJ Reader because he not only was a force in the run game, he was also a big presence, you know, rushing inside, pushing that pocket. We always say you got to have an inside guy and an outside guy. Well, they don't have anybody inside right now. The Bengals are ranked 29th in sack percentage, and to me, there is a direct correlation with the loss of DJ Reader in the sack production. The lack of push in the middle should give Lamar an inside crease if he decides to pull it down and take off. The other thing that shows up on tape is how teams, you know, showed a lot of slot formations to get pre-snap reads on the Bengals. If the cornerback came over, you know, aligns over to the slot receiver in that slot look, it determines man coverage. If the corner stays opposite the slot, then the Bengals play some type of zone coverage. The best way to create matchups, especially to work the ball downfield, is to get a receiver like Devin DuVernay one-on-one with one of those safeties. You can do that with pre-snap reads by just showing slot formation, guys. Bobby Bobby DePaul, awesome as always. Please let the people know about the Bobby DePaul charities and those who support it. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless network solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi 6 Cloud Managed Access Points outperformed its competitors. When you go to that website, make sure you scroll down, look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation. That's one of the uh, places that send all the money that our fans like to give me because I work for free and I'm just trying to, you know, help some kids out along the way, guys. Thank you, Bobby brother. DePaul, always great. Best. Enjoy a nice beverage. Happy hour has begun. Oh, happy hour, man. You guys got to take care, man, all right? Have a great weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.